Hi, welcome to episode one of the Total Athlete Podcast. I'm Jay Bright, and with me is Tom McPartland. Hello. Should we introduce ourselves a little bit? This is episode one. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm Tom. Um, I co-own uh, Liftoff CrossFit and Boxing uh, Bishop Stortford in the UK, and I'm a head coach there. I also own um, the Athlete System, uh, which is a uh, in, a programming company uh, based around individualized programming for the sport of fitness. What about yourself? I own a clothing company called Woodable, and I'm also an Athlete System athlete. athlete so Tom athlete. is my coach. Mm-hmm. Um, so in episode one, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Open. We've got 22 days, so th- 22 days? 22 days, yeah. Um, yeah, so just over three weeks until the Open now. Woo. I think we should touch on the training leading up to the Open. Yeah. What we should be doing. Yep. What we should have already been doing. I think um, that's a big point to make is uh, what have you done for the last year? Um, if you've just done random workouts, you haven't really been on point with your nutrition or your training, and now you've just decided, oh, yeah, I fancy giving the Open a go. That's cool, but be aware you're probably not going to get the best performance out of yourself, and there's not a huge amount you can do at this point uh, for that. It's probably a little late in the day, really, to be thinking about um, putting your all into the Open. You should have been preparing since uh, this time last year. If you really. want to place well and sort of like reach your personal potential, yeah, for, for sure. Um, I think... Um, what we need to think about is that over the last sort of eight to twelve months, you need to have been building up quite a bit of volume because the open is very volume based. Yeah. It's also very intense um, in terms of psychologically and physically, and so building up a buffer to that is, is really important. So uh, building up a, a great aerobic capacity and mixed modal work, and really that takes years to build. But certainly, uh, if you've been working on it over the last year, it's going to make a big difference, and. Um, also a lot of muscular endurance work and, and within that it is an ability for your joints to uh, be able to withstand the amount of work that they're going to be put through in the open mm-hmm. um, so doing that and then as we approach the open as we get closer so the last sort of like eight weeks or so the <coughs> intensity levels go up significantly in terms of the training that you're doing and we move from less structure towards more chaos to replicate the sport itself um, it, <sighs> are we going to be tapering Leading yeah. up to the workouts? Yeah, definitely. Um, so for my athletes, I'll, I'll be tapering them about a week to 10 days out from the Open, depending on the, on the athlete, how yeah. much they can sort of like withstand. Um, because really all of that hard work, so right now we're really in what, um, I've taken this phrase from James Fitzgerald, the shitty shit phrase where, phase where they're, they're really doing the horrible stuff it's, across it's it. It's a lot of engine work at the moment, isn't it? And it's, it's lactic work on top of that and a lot of replication of what they're going to be doing in the open sort of workouts, those sort of like five to 15 minute AMRAPs of pushing very hard. safe to say that all the like the one rep maxes are out the window at the moment. Uh, well, actually, no. In terms of the strength work, actually, a lot of that is based around intensity and so doing heavy singles, heavy doubles. And... Um, the reason for that is because we want to keep our central nervous system really firing and make sure that is peaked as well. Um, so, it, you know, because whilst there might not be a heavy workout in the open, um, you don't know it's, that. It's a possibility. Yeah. It's happened before. And your central nervous system, it's not just about strength. It, it works for the aerobic system as well. So we need to keep the central nervous system mm-hmm. uh, highly trained. Um, and so, yeah, that's going to leave you fatigued quite fatigued so you need to deload coming out of that uh, before the open and then hopefully you um you will peak and that's why it's called peaking because you go up and then you come down then you go yeah. up peaks and uh, drops. peak for the open yeah 
Okay, so looking at previous workouts, yeah. it's kind of widely known that, well, widely thought <clears> that <throat> if you've got a good engine, it's just going to carry you through the open. Mm. Um, if we look at, so last year's 16.2, we've got the toaster bar, double unders, squat clean workout. Yep. Do you want to touch on that? What you think uh, an athlete needs to be doing? For that workout? For that workout, I mean, that was the heaviest workout last year. That was the, the heavy one because there is gen- generally a heavier workout. Obviously, two years ago, it was the, the max clean and jerk. Uh, uh, and other than that, it's normally been some form of ladder uh, mm-hmm. where the weight increases, and that's what it was last year. Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on the athlete there. It's t- completely individualized. So if we take two athletes, uh, <coughs> take an elite high-level athlete who, or, or close to high-level athlete who has the strength to do all of the barbells in that. So we've got an athlete that cleans 150. Yeah, so um, they can easily do a 120 clean. Yeah. I think it was 120 the yeah. last, uh, for Europeans, uh, 120 kilos. Um, and then athlete B who actually their max well, clean is like 105. Okay. Say so, so you've got uh, an athlete with a max clean of... 120 yes uh, then, yeah you're yeah. not really going to be hitting that on the day are you so that's it so for the athlete who's got the max clean if they've got a big enough aerobic system or, or enough aerobic capacity to get there mm-hmm. and then be able to do the cleans that's good for them okay it's probably worth touching upon the person who cleans the one he might not be the strongest cleans 120 still a decent amount um but got a very good engine in comparison to the guy who who's basically a weightlifter yeah. cleans the 150 he's not going to get there he's not going to get there is he yeah and so that's why it's so individual you can't say okay yeah this is a strength workout or this is a conditioning workout because for different athletes it's completely different because what about the athlete who's got a 150 max clean but they've also got like a a 630 2k row that's a pretty decent power output there and so they're probably going to be able to sustain it but what if they've got really really poor local muscular endurance and their grip blows up and so they start failing double unders and we've seen that before as well yeah um and so there's so much that goes into this and really getting under the hood of that is uh, it's actually very difficult um to sort of really pinpoint what the limiters are for a certain person but i think it's fair to say that for that workout 16.2 you need to have certain levels of absolute strength because if you can't clean more than 100 kilos you ain't getting past the third round exactly so it, it doesn't matter how fit you are you've got to be able to get past that third round um so you've got to have a, a certain amount of, of absolute strength mm-hmm. so you do work on that throughout the year um especially if it's a weakness for you um but so let's predict the movements that are going to come up we know that as a general rule of thumb, you're going to have a toaster bar. Uh, yeah, so there's certain movements that tend to come up every year. Some form of pull-up. Yep. Um, although last year there was no chest bars. Muscle up now? Yeah, there's been a muscle up every, uh, I think every, is it every year? Uh, pretty much, I think. Um, I haven't got anything in front of me, but it's consistent. So last year they took out ring muscle-ups and replaced it with bar, bar muscle-ups. muscle-ups. I, I don't see them not having muscle ups um they've introduced handstand push-ups and i think potentially we could this see strict, strict potentially yeah, yeah. Mm. um we're, we're running out of movements really that are you can do in a, in a box yeah and without got, specialists they've got to think equipment. about what's easy to judge because i don't see strict muscle ups coming up because it's the judging guidelines are just so hard to enforce and i think that would that would cause lots of issues but strict handstand push-ups that's pretty easy to judge mm-hmm. their knees have got to stay locked down yeah it's pretty easy to judge but remember the uh the trouble we had was it last year with the the handstand push-ups the standard of the josh, handstand josh bridges yeah yeah uh yeah getting a bit pissed off with that yeah but the thing is there's always going to be difficulties with standards because uh, it, it's so hard to enforce 
like when you're not actually people aren't actually there in the boxes yeah, the videos yeah. and the angle's not great like oh actually yeah that's that was again Josh Bridges on the deadlift yeah and it causes so much controversy and like it's easy to get caught up in that I, I know I do mm. I get oh, that's not fair like he's doing this and that and you see certain videos and remember OPEX last year using the smaller the, plates the, yeah smaller plates and it and, causes or, and the other thing was the um, these, the bar the yeah, women's the bar yeah the 15 kilo bars yeah and I know there's a few uh, sometimes comments cross, around. Sometimes, you know, the rules need to be made a little bit more clear, I think. Yeah. Um, and then these things come up and it becomes an issue and then it's clarified. Yeah, yeah. Um, but sometimes the way it's dealt with isn't instant the best by the athletes and by CrossFit HQ, in my opinion. But we're not going to see things this year like assault bike, really. But it's a you possibility, don't know. You don't but, know. But, but you've got to think how many boxes have got assault, assault bikes. Bike. Yeah. Although Castro's put up that post about dumbbells. Or we don't have dumbbells. No. We can't afford them. Turkish get-ups with Brookins. Turkish get-ups. Yeah. We can't afford them either. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I see like... With the, with dumbbells, really. I think there's a lot of gyms that don't have dumbbells. Um, the bigger ones all have big racks of dumbbells. But for us to buy a rack of dumbbells would be completely impractical because in a class you'd have one set of 10s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one set of 12s, one set of... So what about how, how do you scale that? So Kettlebells are more widely... Yeah, kettlebells are more widely available. Plus, um, you only really need one. Whereas mm-hmm. a dumbbell, you've got to buy a pair. Yeah, exactly. Um, so may- maybe there will be dumbbells. And if there is, we'll have to deal with it. We'll have to go and find some or buy some, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, he did this last year with pistols. He, yeah. he uh, put up a picture of a, a pistol. Like, and, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and he put up the Turkish get-ups. I think Castro just loves trolling people. Completely. Yeah, you can imagine him just sitting back. I mean, how can I po- get people sweating? Let's just post something on Instagram. And I bet... The amount of Turkish get-ups being done in gyms everywhere has gone up significantly. Yeah, same with pistols last year. Yeah, same with pistols. And now I bet the sale of dumbbells has gone up significantly at Rogan again faster. The sale of um, pegboards after last year's games? Yeah, definitely, yeah. I know, for instance, we've got uh, a pegboard here now. (laughs) Didn't have one last year. True that. Um, It gets used about once every six months. Yeah, I've I've used it three times, I think. Um, I think... um, it's all part of the open. It's the excitement of not knowing what's coming up. But that's yeah. also the frustrating part from a coach's point of view is... Um, Unknown in, and un- unknowable. You've got yeah. to be ready. And that is the beauty and the frustration of CrossFit because every other sport, you know what's coming. And uh, so your athletes can prepare for that. You know, in a game of rugby, you know roughly what's going to happen. Yeah. In a 100-meter sprint, you know what the event is. Uh, and so you get athletes who are very specialised, and I guess with CrossFit, it's, it's never going to be that I was way. Say you look at grid; they've got a specialised specialist. Exactly, yeah. Um, and in CrossFit, I mean that is what CrossFit is. You don't know roughly what's coming. We have an idea, but anything could happen in the open. Like who would have guessed last year there'd be <coughs> overhead walking lunges at forty kilos? And that fucked my world up. <clears throat> yeah, it, it destroyed a lot of people's worlds. Mm. Um, and you know people got their knickers in a twist because you couldn't do it in a gym like people didn't have big enough gyms well like now they've introduced the scaled option and um, all these masters categories they don't really care about that I don't think anymore it's about finding the fittest I think the other thing last year logistically really was you got 10 people who want to do the open Uh, how are you going to judge it Yeah, Uh, you've got them all doing the walking lunge they were going in twos threes maybe if you've got a spare judge but um, they've definitely got to think, really. Well, they've not got to think. They can do whatever whatever they want. But I think, ideally, they've got to do movements that everyone can do mm-hmm. um, and in a short space of time. Oh, yeah. Well, I I don't think they, they're too fussed about that. And you know what? Like, 
they're the ones who have the monopoly over this sport at the moment. They yeah. are the ones who created it, and so they can pretty much do what they want for now. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what the future holds? But you've um, got you've big competitions though coming up, like Waterpalooza. Yeah, last year there's there's big like Dubai Fitness and and Waterpalooza. I just don't ever think they're going to rival the Open. Uh, maybe in the future at some point, but I don't see it in the near future. Not in the next five years. Or rival so. the games. Waterpalooza is yeah. a huge festival now. It's you a had- huge festival, but in terms of the People still talk about, are you a games athlete? Yeah. That's what yeah. counts. Yeah. It's at not, the, are at you the water, moment, but... Are you a Waterpalooza athlete? Or yeah. are you? did you go to Dubai Fitness? Are you a games athlete? Mm. Oh, yeah, he's a games athlete and he did Dubai Fitness as well. Um, and at the moment, that is the pinnacle of the sport, um, even though it might not be as lucrative as some of the other options. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. We're talking Waterpalooza. So we had Noah Olsen, who's won again this year. Mm. Um, is it too close to to game season because mm, last year we point. had No Olsen who topped he did come first in the, in the open after yep. Waterpalooza and then bombed out in the games I think um, I've heard him talk about this in terms of uh, how he approached it and he think and, and I think he said you know he felt maybe he went a bit hard in the open mm. and I think that's a really important thing for uh, if you're a games athlete you don't they, need to win need, the Open. They don't need to win and they don't need to peak for it. It's just more workouts. Um, they're just like conditioning sessions for them. Yeah. Um, and then there's the people who are on the cusp of like not quite making regionals. For them, they need to peak for the Open. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not certified. They're not like not guaranteed, guaranteed a place at regionals. No. And actually, this, the pool of athletes that are guaranteed a place at regionals is getting smaller, I think, because uh, they've brought it down to 30 each year. In the Mer- uh, well, it's in Meridian. Mer- yeah. Um, and... Uh, so yeah it, it's harder to get to regionals and the sport is becoming more competitive you've got young guns coming through uh, every year there's sort of like new faces well so let's say so 2015 we had 265,000 people go through the open mm. 2016 324 that's, a, big that's jump. a huge jump so what this year maybe like 375 maybe 400 yeah thousand that's yeah. a lot of people I can't see it continually growing like that it's going to peak at some point and just not taper off but just um, the odd, another 10,000 another mm. 5,000 next year the thing is though if you think about it CrossFit is still so small it's a young, it seems, it's a young, young sport. sport it seems massive to us because we're involved in it and we're like it's, it's our lives like it, it dominates our lives yeah. but for Joe Bloggs on the street I think certainly in Europe at the moment still it's just not that big mm. um, and so I still think it's got a lot of growing to do. I think in Europe it is growing. Yeah, it's growing, but it's still got I mean, a lot more. I mean, capacity. in comparison to, oh, I would say with the Dotters and all the names now seem to be coming from Europe. Mm. I think that's helping it to grow in this area even yeah. more. That's what I mean, though. Like, I don't think, I don't see the peak of participation in the Open coming anytime soon I see it growing for a long period it's worth saying like I'm not doing the Open this year <clears throat> because it's not my goal mm. uh, my goal is to peak for competitions later in the year I've been in the Open previous years but are there going to be people like me now that the Open's not as important well I think uh, if you're if you've got the if you know you're not going to like the games yeah I think as it gets harder to get to regionals people are more realistic about where they're going to place in the open and um, every year it becomes harder to get to that next level in the sport Um, and so people need to be realistic about their goals do they want to do the open to go to regionals or are they doing the open just to 
just see how far they can push themselves in which case that's fine but if they are just doing the open for the sake of doing the open yeah. do they want to do other competitions if you want to go to the french throwdown or um you want to do the european championships later in the year and that's your big aim why don't you peak for that why are you doing the open yeah um because actually the open to do well in the open it requires a huge amount of work it's also very stressful on the body and psychologically um and so you're sort of taking away from your training yeah and um you know if you've got other goals which are, are more important to you then focus on those yeah if someone comes to me and says oh i've got a competition in the summer that i really want to focus on um, but i really want to do the open as well my conversation with them is okay that's fine that's absolutely fine like if you really want to do the open you can do it but know that that's going to take away from your training for the competition in the yeah. summer and um that's a decision is that for not the a big enough gap um so let's say they've got competition in july yeah um i'm trying to think of competitions in july now um well we've well, got french throwdowns in june. june yeah yeah um so <clears throat> the end of the open is march so you're april may yeah to recover and to then peak for the French throwdown. And qualify. Well, the qualifiers are in March, April. So yeah. it's right at the end. Exactly. So you're coming out of five weeks of uh, the Open and then you're going into another three to four weeks of qualifiers for the French throwdown. Yeah. Again, more stress on the body. And it, even for high-level athletes, that will take its toll. Uh, even if you feel okay and your performance seems alright just think about what it's going to feel like when you get to the French throwdown um, and I think people uh, underestimate how much fatigue uh, builds up when you're doing these competitions mm -hmm. um, because the stress is huge but also the disruption to training if you're doing the open twice a week um, you're you're having to constantly recover for that and so you're not doing proper training sessions um, and your central nervous system is getting hammered the you're, open twice a week? the open twice a week what do you mean? like if if they're doing it twice a week what the workouts yeah if they look but then they're looking to do french throwdown or something well, like I that see, as well right, okay, okay um like it's it's so stressful on the body um so people need to take that into account in terms of um the work that they're actually doing and just being a bit smarter about training like like we mentioned about um Noah Olsen um in terms of you know he went mega hard on the open and he felt a little bit empty in the games yeah uh, and didn't do quite as well as he'd hoped you know if he if he can be a bit smarter this year and I know he's with um, Max Hodge now so I'm sure he will um about the way he periodizes that and builds up to it I'm sure he's got a lot more potential at the mm -hmm. games um than he showed last year and he's admitted that himself in in podcast so and so if you know one of the best athletes in the sport is talking about that why are people who are in the sort of like top 200 in the open thinking that they can get away with going mega hard on the open and then doing qualifiers for another comp and then trying to do well in that competition mm. you know uh, you're going to burn out i think it's worth noting that the open's not just for high level athletes um we've got the scaled divisions now and we've got a new masters division starting yeah. at 35 yeah, so awesome basically five years time i'll be a master which is a bit depressing <laughs> is it though uh, you've got five years to pick for the I masters think, i think it's yeah but i think it's I, the the name yeah masters yeah i think i think it's awesome they've introduced that um because i just look at like you know you look at a 36 37 year old guy how are they expected to keep up with some 20 year old young gun it's just like you, you say that there's some some guys that some but in general yeah. i do think it's a good move and it like bringing in the scaled option it makes the open a bit more applicable to everyone and it allows them to have the main open as a real suck fest they it allows them to bring in muscle ups as the first movement in a workout yeah. um and i think you'll see more advanced movements coming into the open because of that 
and they, it just shows that they're really using the main open workouts <clears throat> to find the fittest and to really push people as much as they can. Yeah, it's, it's definitely becoming a younger man's sport as well. Well, yeah, I mean, any sport is a young man's sport, really, like which requires the amount Darts. of physicality and, <laughs> well, yeah. <Bowls. laughs> golf? Golf, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I don't like um, golf. So... You know, the amount of work that is required to be a good crossfitter, it, it's definitely going to be a young man's sport. There's only so much you, your body can put up with. See, I look at athletes 10 years younger than me now, and it just makes mm. me so depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just how are you lifting that much? Yeah. I'll move 15 now as well. And starting at a crossfit gym. What uh, a life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and to have a gymnastics background. Yeah, yeah. That's 100% what I'd put my kids through. Definitely, yeah. Um, anything else you want to discuss in regards to the Open? Topics. Who do you reckon is going to do well? I'll tell you who I'd like to see. Um, I'd just like to see where they're at this year is Jamie Green, who she won it for the women's last year, yeah. uh, CrossFit Yaz, but went team. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see what she does this year. Yeah. I don't know her circumstances if she's actually, I, I presume she's competing, but it'd be nice to see where she's at in comparison to last year. Is she good enough again to do it? Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see from a UK perspective how uh, JST do they, yeah they've gone, gone team, team. Got, um, Steve Fawcett who's um, been to been, region, to, been, to, been, to, been games. to games sorry yeah sorry not games yeah. Um, so like, hopefully they'll do well for, for the for UK because mm-hmm. um, we haven't had a team qualified for the games not, have we uh, someone will pull up pull us up on that but not that um, I can remember yeah feel free to let us know if you have um, so yeah. Any anyone else you think it'd be good to keep an eye on? Um even if they're already a highly uh higher rated athlete. No, I I do you know what? I hate making predictions, so I'm gonna stay away from any naming <laughs> any names on it. <laughs> um Yeah. I know there's definitely some uh it's gonna sound really bad, definitely some women I want to keep an eye on, but there are there are. There are there are a lot of high level European I think athletes. it's interesting to see how uh, Sarah does this year um, mm-hmm. because obviously she was very close to winning um, she's not with Singleton anymore as f- I'm not sure not sure um, but I know she's uh, been working on nutrition and stuff um, but Catherine looks like she's doing really well yeah see um, with Ben Bergeron all the time yeah and Annie's going hard like the, the f- and obviously there's a lot of other females but in terms of the European females it is yeah very competitive it's going to be a stacked stacked yeah. group yeah definitely the pool is getting ever bigger yeah definitely um, so yeah European regionals I'm looking forward to the female category because that is going to be exciting we and should be there hopefully yeah yeah trip to regionals nice, yeah. that'll be good fun yeah um, cool mate I think that's it really that's a wrap episode one done yeah um, feel free to contact us um, it'd probably be best to give you my email which is j at waddable .co.uk that'll come directly to me because we haven't set up anything else just yet and apparently I'm admin <laughs> you're the tech guy and the admin guy yeah if this podcast sounds absolute crap <laughs> uh, right okay we'll catch you in episode 2 yeah latest guys cheers <laughs>